0: Welcome, everyone, to Dead Talk Live, and our special guest tonight is Ezra Dewey, who we know from various projects, such as Criminal Minds and his latest movie, The Gen, which is super creepy and scary, and he's amazing in it. Ezra, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited to talk to you, man. I've been watching you for many years on the screen and uh let's just get right to it uh Mm -hmm. when you first got the script okay after you got the part and you saw the script for the Jin, did it make you nervous that you're gonna do a film with very little dialogue
1: yeah i was kind of excited but yes i was also very nervous because you know i'm so used to like having a bunch of lines and, like, a couple pages that I have to memorize and do all this. And I've never had to solely go off of just, like, my facial expressions and, like, uh, my movements and stuff like that. But I was also excited because, like, I was like, yo, I don't have to memorize all these lines and I can just, like, like kind of go with it and just, like, feel it out. So that was pretty cool. Glad but, you- yes, I
0: was nervous. Now, did uh, the writers uh, and directors, David Charbonneur and Justin Powell, how did they work with you? Uh, were they good? Did they help you? How did that go between those two and yourself?
1: Oh, yeah, they were, they were phenomenal. They made everything, every note that they had to give me, like, before I started or, like, in the middle, like, they made it super clear and really easy for me to pick up. Um, But, yeah, it was really easygoing and super chill. It wasn't, like, obviously it was super, it was professional, but, like, they made it a nice and fun environment and made it easy for me to just, you know, hang out and have a good time. But, yeah, they were very good.
0: How does it feel to be the star of this movie? You are the leading role. And, like I said, you carried the movie with all your expressions your movements lo- very little dialogue until the very end uh how does that make you feel to have your first starring role I
1: it's amazing like I never thought that it would happen because I just like was like acting is kind of just like a thing that I do or whatever but now that I'm actually like in a movie and I get to see myself on like the big screen it's it's absolutely phenomenal. It's a it's a dream come true, basically. <laughs> it's awesome.
0: And this is not just my opinion. Uh, this is widespread from my team and from people that have been commenting on Instagram and other social media. You absolutely carry this film. And I'm not just saying that, you know, to blow smoke either, because... Uh, Your performance was really brilliant in the way you carried out this one hour of hell is the best way to describe it, where it was you and this demonic uh, genie, okay, and just horrific, and I found myself at the end of the movie when the clock struck midnight. And I'm yelling at the screen, blow out the candle, blow out the candle. Were there any uh, when you were reading the script, or even when you were acting out the scenes, you're like, okay, so this is what Dylan is doing, but me, if I was in that situation, oh hell no, I'd be doing something completely different.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, when I was when I was watching the movie, um like the scenes when it struck midnight and I was like hiding around the counter and like right next to the candle. I was like, dude, just go lean over the counter and blow it out. Like why are you standing there hiding? But then again, like if I were to just do that, then there wouldn't be really like this crazy, scary movie. It would kind of just be like, Oh, okay, well it's done. He blew out the candle,
0: whatever. But I really liked how the directors Did not make it cliché. I don't know, you know, like normal, typical horror cliché. They went some different routes in how you were prevented from blowing out that candle. Of course, the biggest one was the demon taking on the form of your mom uh, in the movie, who you, as a young adult, is carrying so much guilt over uh, When you saw that part of the storyline, and not only does Dylan have to deal with his genie, he makes this wish that we know he regrets at the end, uh, but you are racked night after night with these nightmares of your mom who committed suicide. Uh, what did you think of that story in general, the backstory of Dylan?
1: Yeah, it was very it was very sad and it was very moving and like eye opening to me because you know i have both of my parents they're not divorced and i have a young amazing little brother and it's just the thought of like me not having my mom cuz she killed herself and me thinking that like oh it was my fault that's yeah. terrible like that guilt of like you thinking that it's your fault that your mom is dead that's horrible Literally. it was very sad to me and reading that script it made me really sad and like think about my family and i was like this is going to be a little tough going through those scenes and thinking about that
0: did you do anything special to get in that preparation mode to portray something that you know luckily knock on wood you do not experience in real life uh but did how did you prepare for it basically uh was there anything that you drew on to make you feel uh, like how a child would feel the the overburden of that guilt that he's thinking that his mom killed himself and it might be your fault? Um, was there any special process that you used? Yeah,
1: it was. It was a lot of like re- relating to him and like a lot of like thinking like, well. I've lost some people in my life and that makes me terribly sad. And I wish that I could have been around them more. And the thought of like my mom dying or like one of my family members or losing somebody very important to me, like losing a friend or something. I'd kind of just like bring that into my acting and just kind of like use that emotion and that energy to bring out uh, Dylan and his emotions. Okay.
0: Perfect. Uh, Now, We see that Dylan has what looks like he had an open-heart surgery, okay, in the movie. But that doesn't explain him not being able to speak. He's able to hear. He's just not able to speak. Uh, Do you know if that was something that was cut out to the movie? Did they give you an explanation how the heart surgery ties into Dylan's not being able to speak? Uh...
1: I'm not, I'm not entirely clear on why he lost his voice. I just know that he had some sort of surgery in his chest or something like that, and maybe like a sickness or a disease that I had, them removing it or taking it out of my body, like clip something, or they had to remove something that would like mess with my voice or something. I'm not entirely sure, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Maybe something in, like, the proce- procedure in my chest, like, maybe messed up, like, yeah. some uh, nerve or something like that.
0: Yeah, because it's obvious. I mean, you could hear. You could hear just fine. It's just that you're not able to speak. Uh, the big takeaway for me from this movie is be careful what you wish for. Cause yeah the consequences of it coming true are more than you're willing to pay. Now, uh, more into the, the story of uh, Dylan, uh, th- your on-screen dad, who's played by uh, Brian, no, Rob, sorry, Rob Brownstein. How did, did he help you out at all with the scenes that you guys had together? How did you and Rob get along?
1: Uh, yeah, he helped a lot. I just, uh, we talked, like, on and off set, and we just got to know each other, and he was really good at just, like, being very, uh, comfortable to be around, and a very, like, outgoing guy, Mm -hmm. and he was able to, uh, just make it seem like he could, uh, be like a father figure to me, or, like, he was, uh, he treated me like I was actually his son on set, and... He was just a very, really easy guy to like play off of. And that I think I'm pretty sure that the thing when he's like doing the like eye to eye motion Mm -hmm. with his hand, that's, I think that is something that he came up with. And we just like kind of did that. Mm
0: -hmm. It worked well. It worked. It it worked really well. Now I want to ask, um, when you're in the middle of a project, right? Uh, you are under 18 uh how and their laws you could only work what 4 hours a day something like that yeah yeah so how long did shooting take to finish this film ooh
1: i'm not sure but i don't i don't think it was a crazy long time it was like 3 or 4 weeks something like that i'm That's not really not sure not but bad it wasn't. All. It wasn't a crazy long time. Obviously, it took a little bit in uh, like like post production-wise, or like when they were editing it and stuff, because they had to uh make another movie called The Boy Behind the Door with which I'm also in. Mm-hmm. But uh, it didn't take a whole long time to shoot it. It was relatively quick, but it came out well. So,
0: how do That's- you feel uh going into the horror genre? First of all, you know. Do you like horror movies? Do you do you particularly enjoy them? How did it feel being a part of one?
1: Yeah, I, I like horror movies. Well, a lot more than I, well, I like them more than I did before because, like, I know how they operate now and I'm like, oh, that guy's okay. He's got a bunch of people around him. But, like, I think it's definitely, they're a lot more interesting to me instead of being like, oh, they're super scary. Now I can think about it as, like, a, there's a storyline to this. It's not just all blood and guts and just people getting scared. Like I can actually look at them and like learn from them and find their story and stuff like that. And yeah, I like them. I like them a ton more now. I think they're really, really good.
0: Uh, It's a really good genre. What was your reaction when you saw the finished product for the first time?
1: I was blown away. I was speechless. I was like, Oh, this is so good. Like, with all the music and then the effects and all this stuff, I was like, this turned out so much better than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew it was going to be good, just, like, shooting and stuff. But when I saw it, I was like, oh, my goodness. This is insane. This is so cool.
0: So do you know how many uh, kids they uh, or teenagers they actually auditioned for before they ended up picking you? Uh,
1: I think it was a decent amount. I knew they, I knew they have auditioned a decent amount before me. And then they saw me and they were like, okay, this kid's good or whatever. And then they auditioned people after me. I'm not sure the exact, uh, (laughs) amount, but I think it was a
0: decent amount. How many callbacks did you have to go to? I, oh,
1: hold on. I didn't actually audition for this one. I did one for The Boy Behind the Door, and that's what got me this job.
0: (laughs) Oh. Sorry.
1: Sorry, yeah. No,
0: that's great. You audition for one movie, and you end up getting two.
1: Yeah. See, I did the audition for The Boy Behind the Door, and then they were just like, wow, this kid would be good for the gin, too. And then they kind of wrote the story, and then they asked me to be on it. And I was like, Oh wow. I don't even have to audition. This is awesome. This is, it's a two for one deal. <laughs> yeah. They, they did. They did audition a decent amount for, uh, for the boy behind the door, but they did, they did say that they knew they wanted Lonnie Chavis mm-hmm. or Chavez, but they were looking for,
0: uh, the other character. Okay. Now you've been acting for a very long time uh i first came to know you on criminal minds as uh you know simmons's boy chris you know so you got to play with uh daniel henney and kelly fry as your parents i believe your scenes um, uh you were on two you were also on the spin-off uh one of the spin-offs uh, criminal minds uh beyond borders you were in, like, four episodes of that, and then Criminal Minds proper, uh, two episodes for that. Uh, how was it like working with uh, Daniel and Kelly on Criminal Minds?
1: They're super cool. They're probably—they're super nice, and uh, they're kind of like—they're just, like, you know, really chill people. Like, you can talk to them, and they're funny, and they, like, are able to make jokes, you know? whenever we whenever we see kelly like she's like hi how you doing like stuff like that like we've seen her in auditions or well not really auditions for like the roles i'm going for but <laughs> we've seen her going for roles in the same building as us and we always like grab a picture or something like that talk for a while it's really cool and Daniel, he's he's awesome, too.
0: He's really funny. They're, yeah, their characters on the show were amazing. Uh, I was a big fan of, you know, Agent Simmons. Now, what is your earliest memory of that? Because you've been acting for a long time now. Uh, as f- far back as you can remember, have you always, as far as your memories go, always been in the business?
1: Uh, I was in the business when I was, well, I first started out modeling when I was five. Mm-hmm. And then we were kind of just like, oh, we, the agency that I was in started like a commercial and like acting and stuff like that. So then I started doing some commercials. I booked like a BMW commercial something like that. And then I started going for more roles. And uh, I, I got into, I was invited to do a music video it was come, it was called like something in the sky or something mm-hmm. like that. But, uh, I did that. And that was like one of my first, like acting in like a non-commercial or something like that. This music video. So, how, was
0: pretty- so how do you feel, uh, you know, uh, still a young man, this acting, uh, do you love it? Is it something that, you want to do for the rest of your career as you grow up and, you know, become an adult and move along in your life? Is is your passion in acting? Yeah,
1: I do. I do really like acting it's super fun and it's, it's a challenge and it's something to do. It's, it's really cool. But you know, I'm also really young, so I'm not really sure what I really want to do when I'm older. I'm kind of exploring, but acting is definitely something that I'm going to do. I really do enjoy acting.
0: Now, uh, The the Jin and The Boy Next Door, which I believe is coming out July 29th, uh, is going to open a lot of doors for you, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, have you already... Uh, started receiving offers or scripts to read, uh, because of the gen and, you know, the boy next door, it's not officially been released, but there are screeners out there. Producers have seen it. Directors have seen it. Uh, has your agent, have yourself been receiving more offers now because of those two movies?
1: Uh, Sadly, not really. <laughs> I, I hope they do. That would be awesome, but not not really. Uh, I think some will come, I hope. Oh, they but... will.
0: They will. Trust me, they will. They will, especially as, I mean, the Jin was just released uh, not even a week ago, I believe. So, you know, give it some time. And then The Boy Next Door, which looks really good as well, and we're going to get into that next. Uh, personally, I see you having a very bright future in acting. But I'd like I said, at the end of the day, it's up to you. It's where your passion lies, where you want to go with your life. But if you do choose acting as your main thing, man, I'm telling you, in the djinn, you carried that movie. Uh, if it wasn't for your performance in the Jin, it would have been an okay demonic movie, uh but like I just can't say this enough on how brilliantly you carried off that role, especially with such little dialogue. Now uh let's talk about school for a second. When you're on set, uh I assume they I, either A have bring a teacher on the set for you or they do it virtually. How do they do it?
1: Uh, at the time, they did have, like, a studio teacher there that came every day, and, like, I would have designated school hours throughout the day, which also kind of messed with, like, the working hours, which made it a little tougher because I have a certain amount of time that I have to do with school along with a certain amount of time that I'm able to shoot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I did have a designated amount of time to do school, which obviously wasn't as much as, like, a normal school day, but... I did have a studio teacher on set to help
0: me with my work. So when you're not in the middle of a project and you're at home, uh, do you attend regular school or is it done virtually? I, I
1: attend regular school because I have a lot of my friends and I want to be able to see them in person. But yeah, I okay, do. Okay.
0: I, I got to ask you this question. All right. So you're going to regular school and I believe you're about to start high school uh what do your how do your friends treat you as this movie star? I mean come on, give us the insight scoop. I was your age once. I was not an actor. my face was not on the screen at your age. How do uh your friends uh treat you when you're not working on a project and you're in school uh they
1: treat me uh, they kind of they kind of mess with me a little bit they're like Sometimes couple of my football friends, they're like, oh, look at you, actor boy on TV. They kind of make fun of me like that, and they, like, make jokes and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm a relatively, like, normal-treated kid. I'm not, like, super popular or anything like that. I don't go around school talking about, like, oh, I'm in a movie. In fact, a lot of people at my school don't even know I'm, like, an actor and a model and have a movie. I don't really tell a bunch of people, but I think I'm going to once it's, like, fully out and release and it's been out for a second i'll start telling a couple people but the yeah, word just...
0: the word will get around quick you know yeah. no matter how big or small your school is uh now let's talk about the boy next door what can you tell us about this film uh
1: well it's about me and my best friend and we're and we're like um uh, in sports and stuff and we get kidnapped and it's just about me and him really trying to escape the situation that we're in and it's about me and him solving problems and like trying to get out the way like our age kids would get out like it's a it's a very hide-and-seekish kind of movie it's very intense and uh eerie and kind of creepy it's it's very it's suspenseful like the gym okay
0: okay now uh that sounds very interesting uh so were you when you got or when you auditioned for the boy uh behind the door was it just you know your agent sending in a tape uh sending in a resume and they asked you to come in was the audition via uh, a, a taped audition or did you actually go in in person
1: uh, yeah, we received a script from uh,
0: the directors
1: and writers, or the casting directors, and we went in person, and I talked with uh, the casting director, and I did my script in front of the writers and directors, Justin and David, and they seemed to like it, so obviously, because I got the job. But uh yeah, we went there, I did it in front of them, and they really... Uh, they liked it,
0: and so, I liked it. So, so how does it feel having someone on set who is close to your age, like Lonnie Chavez, uh, does that make you feel more relaxed, more comfortable, somebody you can relate to, someone you can talk to, as opposed to working with an entire, just an adult crew and uh, cast members?
1: It was nice. I definitely was like... Uh, a lot more uh happy well well I was obviously happy shooting the gin, but like it was it was nice because I got somebody to like mess around with. Like when we were eating lunch, I could like talk to him and do my homework with him and talk about like games or sports or something like little kids would yeah. talk about. And yeah, he was he was fun, dude. We're friends and I, I'd enjoy. I'd do another movie with him anytime. It was awesome.
0: So how did your family react when, you know, they got the news that you got the boy behind the door and you got the star leading role in the gym. Uh They must've been ecstatic, right? Yeah.
1: They were, they were super happy. Cause this was like, cause none of my other family are actors and they haven't experienced this before. They were like, Oh, my, my mom was like, oh, my baby got a movie we're going to do this. He's going to go to LA and he's going to shoot this movie. And like, we've been like, my mom's been putting in so much work. Both of my parents have been putting in so much work, driving me to LA, like a bunch of times to like do this, uh, do auditions. And then actually the work just finally paying off Mm -hmm. and me to shoot a movie. They were so happy for me and they were super supportive throughout that whole process. It was,
0: it was awesome I can imagine now during the filming of the Jin were there any scenes that you actually spoke and they're like oh shoot I'm not supposed to speak and they you have to redo that scene or whatnot
1: uh yeah I think this one scene I like I was a uh, I think I like screamed a little bit because <laughs> <laughs> I was like I was like because I I don't know. That's just a reaction that would happen, and they're like, Shh, "You told me," so, but I was, I was I was relatively good at you know just being nonverbal. But so, yeah, there was like a couple times.
0: So you didn't find it that difficult playing a uh, uh, a teenager that doesn't have the ability to speak in any way whatsoever.
1: Oh, it was it was difficult, but yeah, it was it wasn't super crazy challenging. It was different, of course, but
0: it was it was pretty cool. Now, what did you think about the concept of the whole demonic genie, the Jin itself, that can grant you a wish? Uh, of course, you come across it in the closet in that book that you found, and you got to the part where there's, I believe it's called the Wishmaster. It doesn't necessarily use the word demon, I don't think, uh so I mean you would think now being your age and putting yourself into your character's shoes do you think what Dylan did is normal like would you have done the same thing if you were in Dylan's situation and let's say you couldn't speak you came across this book and in this book it says you could summon this wishmaster but we know now it's a genie. Would you have done it? Would you have done that spell to get your voice back? Hmm. That's to be a-
1: honest, I probably wouldn't have because I'm kind of scared of that kind of stuff. Like if I come across like a like a scary like weird book, I'm like I'd probably think like, oh, this is poop. Like this isn't this isn't gonna work. Like ghosts aren't real stuff like that and like but i'd be kind of scared to do it because like i'm like when a couple of my friends do the ouija board i'm like dude i don't Mm. mess with that kind of stuff you guys have fun but yeah
0: stay away from that stay away from that stuff trust me uh now the ending okay the ending was phenomenal a big twist basically what the book said You know, uh, Dylan did not take it seriously about, you know, the consequences. If you survive the hour, what, you know, the toll that it's going to take on you. What did you think of that ending when uh, you did survive the hour? You blew out the candle. You, we think you vanished the demon, but then we get that big twist when your dad arrives home from the night shift and we see that play out. Uh how do you feel about that ending?
1: I think I think it was definitely a a good ending because you know most horror movies they they escape and then it's just like happily ever after but they decided to go with a different, you know, ending and I think people didn't really expect that. And I think that's good because people were probably expecting me to see my dad go give him a big hug, fall to our knees crying and happy and me have a voice and he's like whoa where did this come from but no, no the guy the Jin, came choked him out took his voice and
0: yeah i thought the it. ending was brilliant you know you know, you've heard this probably before the ending of any movie can either make or break it and mm-hmm. i thought the ending that they went with was great i was actually a little bit surprised when the demon popped up behind uh your dad on the scene and he started choking him Uh, I thought he was dead. Uh, I thought that would be the toll that you would have to pay for getting your wish granted. I was glad to see that he didn't die, but he just lost his voice. Uh, Do you think it would have been better or worse? There's no right or wrong answer if they would have killed your character's dad on the movie. Do you think... They did the right choice by keeping him alive and just losing his voice or do you think it would have been more believable if the genie took his life and his soul?
1: I think I think it was good that they kept him alive because now you have to think about how Dylan messed with this outer world thingy and now his dad can't talk and he's going to have to deal with that guilt for the rest of his life like he like he doesn't have the guilt for his mom dying because she told him that it wasn't his fault but now he's got another guilt he's got a guilt that he just ruined his father's job he kind of ruined his father's life because now he doesn't have a job he can't speak or do the things that he loves but it makes him feel like i'm so selfish i just ruined my dad's life
0: I mean, poor Dylan. I mean, you really got a feel for this character uh, having to deal with his mom's suicide, having those recurring nightmares night after night where he walks into the kitchen as his mom's about to commit suicide, not being able to speak. And then, you know, after the night that you got rid of the gin, you survived the hour, you are actually able to confront your mom in your dream and ask her, you know, if I was different, would you have not done it? Would you have stayed alive? And Mm -hmm. she's like, no, it's not you. And I felt that was closure for Dylan, at least when some closure, you never get over the fact of losing your mom, but it helped him sort of put it in a better perspective. And then to have the following morning happen, what happens to your dad, you really got to feel bad for your character, Dylan. Uh, Do you agree? I mean, did you feel bad for this kid?
1: Yeah, I do feel bad because he, like, was just trying to get his voice back, and he just wanted to, like, be kind of normal. And, Mm -hmm. like, he was thinking, like, hey, I get my voice back, my dad can hear my voice again, and I can live my life normally, hang out with kids and stuff like that. But he never really was thinking that, the unintended consequence that the book said. So he went through all this thing thinking it's going to be okay. My life's going to be great after this horrible night. And, uh, but he just ruined his dad's life. So I do feel bad for him. And I'm sure there's a couple people like, yeah, you idiot. You ruined your dad's life. I don't feel bad for you at all anymore, but I I feel bad for him.
0: I loved how in the script they wrote it out that, your dad was a dj so his livelihood his way of making money relied on him being able to speak i also love watching the little hints in the movie like we know even in the synopsis of the movie that dylan is mute he can't speak but we're Mm -hmm. not sure if he can hear or not and in the very beginning few minutes sorry minutes (laughs) we see you listening to a walkman yeah. So it answers those questions, and I like how it answers those questions that you are able to hear, and again, with your dad being a DJ and the ultimate toll of him losing his his voice, not just, it doesn't affect him personally. I mean, like you said, he can't work anymore. What would you say is the hardest part about being an actor?
1: Hmm. Uh... The hardest part is just kind of, I wouldn't say it's in my position at the moment, like super hard and stressful, but just, I don't know. I just kind of, I don't really uh, enjoy doing a crazy amount of lines. I mean, I know that's kind of a little weird because that's what acting's about, but I just don't like memorizing lines that's kind of hard for me even though I'm good at it and I can memorize lines really easily it's just hard for me to sometimes really like figure out my character and like play someone different because like the roles where I'm kind of just able to be myself like I know that's easy because I can be myself but I just it's kind of hard sometimes for me to portray and like learn different people and like become somebody entirely different than what i am but i'm definitely i'm gotta i gotta learn about that i've got to practice and do more scripts and become different people
0: and i gotta do my research and stuff like that but it's gonna come it's gonna come in it's due time uh now did you have any formal uh even workshops in acting before you started doing it because I mean, let's all fa- you know face the truth. Acting is, is talent. You either have it or you don't. You're born with it. Uh, you know, people who have the raw talent can refine it by taking classes. But if you don't have it, you don't really have it. You have it. You have that talent. It was given to you. So did you take any kind of acting classes or workshops uh, as a little kid to help you figure out how to do the movements, how to memorize lines and whatnot?
1: Uh, I've done, I did a couple like little like acting classes during the summer, but I never really stated them cause I just, I didn't really enjoy them. Uh, of course, like in roles for like a uh, different shows, I do like little one-on-one sessions <coughs> with coaches that would like help me do my lines and, like, figure out my roles a little bit when I was having troubles and give me, point me in a direction and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I never really did, like, some hardcore, like, uh, acting classes. I never did any of that. I kind of just was good at memorizing lines and
0: did it with, I just practiced with my mom and my dad. Like I said, it's a, it's a talent. Now, in the movie, you signed. You sign language. Did they uh, teach you, and how well did you pick it up?
1: Uh, yes, they had a, one of the uh, crew members happened to know sign language, so she was able to help me out and learn those sign language uh, lines. She We would have like a Skype or a Zoom meeting or whatever, and uh, she would help me refine those signs. Uh, I didn't really learn, I didn't learn all of the sign language, I just learned my lines, mm-hmm. which... I wish I would have learned, like, all of sign language because I could, like, put that on my resume. Like, hey, I know ASL and stuff like that. But I just, she just helped me learn my my uh, my sign language lines.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Do you know if Rob, uh, did he know sign or did he have to, along with you, learn it as well for his lines? If you know.
1: Uh, Not really sure. I think maybe he knew a little bit, but... I would, I would, I'm thinking that he also like, uh, learned a little sign language too off of somebody. Okay. Okay.
0: okay. Now the biggest thing you hear from actors and is you got to be able to take rejection. Okay. Now Mm -hmm. you've been, you've had a lot of success at such a young age. Uh, but rejection is just part of the job. Now, as you get older and you continue with acting, and there's a role that you really want, but let's say you don't get it, Um, how are you mentally preparing for that moment to deal with rejections? And you got to keep in mind, rejections have nothing to do with you or your talent. It's just that it just means that they're looking for somebody that might be a little taller, a little shorter, talk a little differently. Uh, Is there anything you're doing to prepare for how to deal with rejection that will inevitably come in this business? Well,
1: uh, yeah, me and my mom, when we do these auditions and I'm getting far into it, I'm doing the second callbacks and the, like the, uh, what do you call it? The screenings and working with the actors that have already got booked mm-hmm. on the job. Like when I get really close, like that, we just think about it as like, hey, it's just an opportunity just to get in front of people. Like you're probably not gonna get the job, whatever, but you'll, they'll see you and they'll say, hey, let's bring this kid in for the next one or whatever. But uh, when you do, when you do get really close and you like that role and they just go with somebody different, even though you think you did better. Just it kinda sucks, but
0: does, yeah. hey, that's
1: whatever. You gotta just move on. You gotta just go with the next one and eventually uh, you get the job like the gin. Like I've been doing a bunch of like Disney and Nickelodeon stuff and getting really, really, really close because they really like me and then they just went with somebody like uh that was more
0: uh taller, like you said. Yeah, it or, could be anything, so, taller, sure. shorter, it has nothing yeah, to do with your talent.
1: Ethnicity, something like that. Okay.
0: Just you got to keep going and got to keep trying. Now, you have done both TV and film now. Uh, If you put school in the equation at your current age, starting high school, uh, for the next four years, if you were to continue acting, which I hope you do, because we would love to see more of you on the screen, would you rather have something that's on TV or just be doing films that last anywhere between a month to three months at a time?
1: Uh, on, at my school, uh, I think I would do both. Because, yeah, TV and TV, like TV shows and stuff like that, they, they're like over and over, like episode after episode after episode, long shoots because you got to finish a season. But uh, my school, I think so far they've been good with uh, like the whole online thing now because people are like getting good at like putting all the assignments online, having the Zoom meeting. So I think it'd be way easier now to do TV and film because of the current state in the COVID and we, what extents we've had to go to in schooling. Yeah, that's, I'd, I'd do both. I do really enjoy movies, and I haven't had a chance to work on like a full-length TV show where I've been the main character. Yeah. So, I'm still waiting for that.
0: Now, was the Jins uh, shot during the whole uh, COVID lockdown?
1: No, it was. It was before. It so was before. we
0: were. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that was good. That was good. Uh, to date, what has been your favorite project? Whether it's criminal minds, the gin, the boy behind the door—I mean, what? Which one do you did you enjoy the most? I do definitely enjoy the gin the most. That was...
1: that was that was very fun to me. It was such a cool and and cool and crazy uh, movie. It was very fun, very tight crew, very fun people to be around. Uh, yeah, that was that was a ton of fun. It awesome. was amazing. Awesome. That was my favorite one by far.
0: Now when you you know, have time to kick back, what kind of movies do you like watching? Uh action, uh sports, movies, horror? What are what do you enjoy watching?
1: I I like watching uh action. I do like all the Avengers and I like I like a couple like uh, military movies. I don't know, just like uh like uh some of that. I like uh Transformers. I like all the Pirates of the Caribbean. I do like uh like Stranger Things and kind of creepy movies and stuff like that. Yeah, I kind of like I I like a bunch of stuff. Oh. I'm, I'm not really stuck to one genre
0: of movies that I like. To this day, what would you say is your favorite movie?
1: Right now, the Pirates of the Caribbean's; those are really cool to me. Those I are. I really like cool. Johnny Depp. He's he's a great actor. Yeah. Oh, he is.
0: He's, he is. Because absolutely- they,
1: they have a ton of they have a ton of action and there's like some like weird stuff in it, but that's also funny too. There's some comedy in there because it's like Disney and stuff.
0: Oh, but it's yeah. great! It's great. Yeah. I love the the Pirates of Caribbean the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Um. When you're not working, school, what are your hobbies? What do you like to enjoy do? Sports?
1: Yeah. I'm I'm starting I'm playing football right now. We're actually having summer practices, but I'm on vacation right now. I'm actually in Idaho visiting some like family. Mhm. So uh yeah, I'm doing that right now, but when I get back, I think after in like a week after I get back, we're starting well, I'm going to be attending the summer workouts and practices and we're going to be doing like strength and speed training and stuff like that for my high school.
0: That's yeah. That's really cool. At school, are you in any kind of drama clubs or anything like that? No, I'm not. I think, You see, I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. I think you just doing what you like sports, uh, the drama part, hell you're doing that professionally, right? Yeah. You know? So what's the point? Uh, now uh let's see. I mean, to the get to to wrap up with uh I wanna talk a little bit about the boy uh behind the door. Would you say you are a co-lead? would you are a supporting actor in that? What would you classify your role in the boy behind the door?
1: i think I think in some cases. Well, I am obviously a co-lead because it's about me and my friend getting kidnapped. But there's a lot of, uh, since I'm uh, here, I don't want to really spoil anything. But uh, I think in some parts of the movie, it's more of the other actor because he's doing a lot of action stuff. And I'm kind of like in distress and like sad and like getting abused and stuff like that. But uh, I think it is kind of like a co-lead because we're both super important in the story and we're the main characters. But I also am kind of supporting in some parts, in some
0: parts, but not really. Okay, that's That's cool. That's fair enough. Now, I asked me and your mom had a conversation and I asked if she would join us towards the end of the show Mm -hmm. because I would love to talk uh, to parents of, you know uh children who are in the hollywood industry so if your mom is your mom around to uh join us right now yeah she's right there she's kind of like oh. oh. make some room on the but, couch for mom I was gonna sit on the other
1: chair no. no no no
0: ezra stay with us stay with us okay okay hey aurora how you doing Hi, I'm good. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. So, you know, parent to parent, okay? Now, when we have our kids, we can all see that their personalities from a very young age. What is it about Ezra that you saw as his mom that said, you know what, let's give him a shot at modeling. Let me try him out for that are acting. Explain to us, uh, I've always wanted to ask the parents of, uh, you know, teen actors, how it all started with their children.
2: Um, actually, so Ezra, he's always been very outgoing and independent and very like wanting to know everything that's going on and like kind of likes to be in the mix of everything. Like he was the kid that you would like drop him off at school and he's like, bye. Or if you go to a park, he's like, bye. You know, he's off doing his own thing. Um, but it was actually a friend of mine who was a photographer and also a talent scout
0: wow. that
2: We had become friends with. And so, you know, he met Ezra and, uh, got to know him and he was like, come over, let's do his headshots. And then he got signed with, a modeling agency and that's how it started and so I I was like really excited and You know, he just started booking stuff like right off the bat and we were driving from San Diego to Los Angeles like several times a week and So if he had not been successful, we probably would have quit Mm -hmm. but he you know, it's is it was totally organic it wasn't my idea. <laughs> I just kind of like supported the thing.
1: Yeah, super supportive.
2: <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this opportunity, let's bring him there." And like, yeah. "Oh my gosh, he's gonna audition for this." And then, you know, he started modeling and then doing commercials, and then, um, and then they got a theatrical department, and then they started sending him on theatrical, and it just it's very like, it just happened. No, he didn't wasn't like, I want to be an actor or a model, and I wasn't like, I want to push you to that thing. It just happened.
0: Now, in your wildest dreams, you know, him about ready to start high school, did you ever think that you guys would be in this situation with his career?
2: Definitely not.
0: Yeah, it's- now
2: we feel like we're normal people.
0: Oh, yeah. And we're like,
2: if, if it ends today or tomorrow, like, it's totally fine.
0: Like, now, oh I totally understand. I gotta ask you now, parent to parent, okay? Uh what concerns do you have for your son as he you know continues to grow up and being in Hollywood as a mom, what concerns do you have as a parent? I mean, you know, what does it what worries you?
2: Um Maybe just like bad influences a little bit and maybe, you know, being exposed to things that, you know, maybe other kids. I mean, there's bad stuff everywhere. Yeah. Right. Um, I feel like, though, we've been very open and communicative with him and like I tell him all the bad stuff. We don't sugarcoat anything. Mm-hmm. I pair him and we have the conversations all the time like what to look out for and I've always taught him to be like super modest. <laughs> and he's like he's like the worst. He is like so modest. I'm like Ezra celebrate. Like come on. Yeah. <laughs> he's like modest to a fault. Like like he said that he doesn't tell his friends, you know.
0: You're like Ezra, you're on TV. That's you. That's that's you. I mean, I celebrate more it.
1: Then him. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I mean, I get excited. I just, like, don't always,
0: like, or, like, Oh, my God, that's me! He's uh.
2: very humble.
1: Well, Aurora,
0: <laughs> put yourself in issues. Imagine growing up, this is the life you know. So it's not like us, where, like, you know, it would. it's like, wow, look, that's me on TV. When you sort of grow up into it, it's a whole different mindset, and your mind sort of becomes molded and saying okay, this is normal, you know? So that's how I would, yeah. would imagine it is.
2: Yeah. I I feel like... He, yeah, maybe. Yeah, he's definitely never had to, like, want for it. Maybe that's it, too. He's exactly. just always doing it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not really in his shoes, but...
0: How proud are you of him?
2: I'm so proud of him. And, like, I... Like I said, like, I didn't know that he was this talented. Like, on the set of The Gin, they're like, David and Justin, the director writers, they're like, oh, my God, he's so amazing. And I'm like, you're just saying that. <laughs> no,
0: no, he really is. I am not. wasn't blowing smoke either. He carried that movie.
2: No, so then when I saw the movie and I saw the reviews, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're so talented. I mean, I knew that he was talented. But, you know, to hear it from people in the business or I'm his mother. So, of course, anything he does is wonderful. Yes. But it's different. So now I'm like, oh, yeah, they're really telling the truth. (laughs) 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 Obviously, he has something because he's, you know, done this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now just
2: try to be supportive of him.
0: That's awesome. That is so awesome. Have you been with him on most of the sets that he's been on the whole day?
2: um yeah we've been on a lot of sets um we've also like got the grandparents my parents um to come and actually like stay with him in LA for like a longer duration like during the gin
1: because they got work because
2: we work Mm -hmm. my parents were awesome enough to come and like stay the two weeks and you know be chaperones for him, so we have a really good
0: support system. So right. Ezra, um, in about five years, will buy you your mansion. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully.
2: I don't, I don't need a mansion. <laughs> We're perfectly happy with what we have.
0: Exactly. You guys, you guys seem like a great family, and you guys are so blessed. And it's been an absolute honor talking to both of you, Ezra. I wish you the best of luck with whatever you choose in life and you don't have to choose yet. You got plenty of time. If you do decide to continue with acting, which personally, selfishly, I'm going to say, I hope you do because (laughs) you are super talented and I would love to see more of you on the screen as you continue to grow up. Aurora, you've done a wonderful job with Ezra being such a supportive mom and being there for them, for him. Uh, This has been an awesome hour. Thank you so much to the both of you. I'm looking forward to seeing The Boy Behind the Door when it releases next month. Any final thoughts you want to share with your fans, Ezra? And you do have quite a few.
1: Uh, Yeah, just definitely don't forget to watch The Boy Behind the Door. That's going to be another crazy, awesome movie that's also directed by Justin and David, and they did an amazing job, just like The Jin. And uh, yeah, you get to see me in it along with my friend Lonnie. Uh, it's gonna be a good movie, and I just awesome. I hope you guys enjoy it.
0: Awesome. I've got some advice for Aurora: keep the girls away.
2: Oh yeah, he, he's not going there yet. Yeah, keep,
0: yeah. yeah, keep the girls he's away.
2: Like twenty five.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keep the girls he's away. A perfect
2: gentleman though.
0: Exactly. So. Exactly. Thank you guys so much for being on. It's been an absolute pleasure and an honor. Uh, thank you to our audience who has tuned in tonight. And if you're watching this later on, uh, again, thank you guys. This has been a thank brilliant, you. fascinating, informative hour. It's been great meeting you, Ezra. It's been nice great meeting you. you, Aurora. I wish you thank guys nothing you. but the best of luck.
1: Thank
0: and uh, till next time, to our audience, on behalf of Aurora, Ezra, and myself, stay safe. Stay walking. Good night.